0: This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 339 of Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, January the 13th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. This is episode 339. It's our comic reviews episode for releases from the week of Wednesday, January the 13th. Uh, Every week we take a look at comics that came out the previous week and give a quick rundown on the good, the bad, and the ugly of a selected few comics from that particular week. In this case, as I said, we're talking about January 13th's releases. Uh, We're talking about 11 books from this week. Let's jump right in. Apologies from the outset, I just want to uh, apologize as I am a little underweather at the moment and my voice isn't quite sound as crisp and normal as it usually does. So I do apologize in advance. This will be a little bit faster because I am losing my voice at the same time. Uh, First up, we've got Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. number one, which I did enjoy, although I, I don't really follow the show anymore, but I used to. And it's definitely meant to kind of synthesize, you know, the way that these characters are... Pe- people are used to seeing the Agents S.H.I.E.L.D. in a certain way, so they're trying to kind of do that. It's always a little weird because you're taking comic book characters and shifting them somewhat. I mean, not necessarily in a lot of ways. I mean, some of these characters... Are adapted straight from the TV show and then modified in slight ways. Others, like Deathlock, were completely kind of different in their most recent incarnations, so seeing them here as an of S.H.I.E.L.D. almost feels a little awkward, and not quite what I was expecting. Uh, it's written by Mark Guggenheim, artwork by uh, Peralta. Um, I actually really liked Armand um, Peralta's artwork. I thought it was actually pretty good. Um, the story, you know, it's a little light, but it's, it's fast-paced, um, good action, intrigue, um, you know the, the characters are well realized. Uh, I'm excited to kind of see what happens next. Um, it, it was a good f- kind of frothy read. I mean, it wasn't necessarily the most headiest book on my pile in terms of the story, but it was a solid, you know, fast-paced read, and it was fairly enjoyable for the most part. Uh, it definitely sets up an intriguing premise. I'm gonna give it a seven and a half out of ten. Next up is All New, All Different Avengers number three. I loved. I like this. Um, I thought it was enjoyable. I'm enjoying this book in general. Um, a little simplistic, what happens, but that being said, like you know, you, you got a nice, fun adventure, and you got the Avengers working together, and then you have them deciding that oh, maybe we should, you know, band together and and teach these new recruits something. And the last page with um, Nova basically being blackmailed by Vision is super like creepy and scary, but. Uh, I really dug it. It was fun. The art is great. Um, this is kind of this is just a fun team book, and we don't always get those types of books. Uh, it's written by Mark Wade, artwork by Adam Kubert. Uh, it was, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I'm I'm in for the long haul. I think this will be a great series. I'm going to give it an eight out of ten. Next up, old new Wolverine. Uh, this is old new Wolverine number four. Uh, I'm really digging this. Uh, it's written by Tom Taylor. Artwork by David Lopez and David Navarro. Um, the art is very clean. Um, it's not, you know, too stylized. Uh, the characters are, are really expressively drawn. Um, the art is, you know, very clear and under- and it's easy to understand exactly what's happening. Uh, the whole storyline is really cool. I'm excited to kind of see what the next issue brings us because it's kind of a cool kind of cliffhanger, and I like the idea of we're kind of seeing. X-23 having to go to different parts of the Marvel Universe to kind of get team-ups, which is only interesting because we've never really seen X-23 with these characters, which makes it interesting. Um, The whole concept of Stephen Strange referring to Logan as her father, I don't think it was ever really addressed before, but I like that kind of concept, and I think it actually adds some dimension to that relationship. Um, I don't think it's ever really existed before, though, so it feels a little awkward, um, just because it doesn't necessarily feel like it's coming out of something that we've seen before. But I do like it, and I think it's a, an interesting premise, um, kind of a cool way of, of readdressing that relationship. I really like, like this. I'm going to give it an 8. Uh, next up, All New X-Men. This is issue number 3. Again, I really enjoyed this. Uh, this book is just really a lot of fun. Dennis Hopeless and Mark Bagley or Bagley, are doing this. I like what it kind of tries to say about Cyclops and these ghosts of Cyclops, um, who the X-Men are, what they could be. Um, it's just, it's a really cool premise kind of seeing these characters together. Um, and it, again, it, it's its kind of a lighter, more fun X-Book, and I think we need a book like this. Um, because we have uncanny x-men which is a book of you know killers and assassins and villains you have extraordinary which is all about that kind of the big picture and everything so dire all the time so i like having kind of a more fun road trip book with the original x-men kind of doing their thing um i think i'm glad that this book exists and i think it, it's nice to have a different perspective and again if they're going to have three X-Books, they're all very different, decidedly different books. They all have a very different perspective, a uh, different focus, and I like that. If you're going to have three different X-Books, let's have a different focus for each team. Same thing with the Avengers. I mean, you have the Unity Squad, it tells a very different type of story than the old, new old different Avengers, which tells a different story than the new Avengers. So I give Marvel Publishing credit for really you know, creating distinct brands within the overall or overarching brand of the Avengers and X-Men. Uh, so I give this an 8 out of 10 next up is Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles I enjoyed this a lot the only problem is the art on Batman which is weird because Freddie Williams um, is is a great artist and he's done Batman before and yet he just makes Batman look so massive here and out of proportion whereas his turtles look absolutely fantastic uh, it's written by James Kinney IV Freddie Williams II as I said is the does the art and cover um it's a really, you know, kind of fun book, um, with, you know, the turtles t- trying to figure out what's going on and how to get back to their own reality, and, uh, Batman's doing some investigating as well, and then you have the turtles end up in the Batcave. Um, <clears throat> very cool stuff. Uh, the art is the only thing, like, it's really just the Batman parts I don't think are as strong, but otherwise, I think it's it's a fun, enjoyable crossover book, um, you know, it's kind of like watching an action movie. Like you're not expecting deep plots. You just want to kind of have some fun, and that's exactly what I felt like this gave us. Seven and a half out of ten. Next up is Extraordinary X-Men. This is issue number five. It was all right. Um, they fight against the, you know, the, the Cyclops clone, and Storm tries to kind of make a, a bit of a speech to the the world, and I don't know. It was okay, but. It just it it lacked something for me. I'm not a huge fan of Ramos's artwork on this book. Lemire hasn't quite sold me on the kind of new premise and this world that hates and fears them more than ever uh, because of Cyclops. I'm going to give it a six. Um, It was okay, but it wasn't much more than that to to me. Uh, Next up is The Mighty Thor, issue number three. This continues to be enjoyable. The artwork's great. Um, I loved all the aspects with, uh, Thor and this kind of new version of Loki, just because I've been enjoying Loki in the last couple of years in different ways, um, the different writers who have written him. Uh, Jason Aaron did the writing with Russell Datterman on art, um... I, I I really enjoyed the the Loki story. It was kind of crazy and fun and weird. Uh, if you're liking kind of this style of Loki, I think you'll find a lot to enjoy in this issue. If you're not, then your mileage is definitely going to vary. It's a lot more as guard as, sorry as guard. It's a lot more as guardian focused here than it has been in previous issues. Which although it had an as guardian focus, we're also focused on what's actually going on with Jane. So we have got a little bit less characterization here and a little bit more. On just kind of the, the Asgard the Thor aspects of the stories, as opposed to the Jane part of the story, I still enjoyed it though. It was a, a solid, you know, seven and a half out of ten. Uh, I don't think there was anything that I really didn't like this week. Uh, next up is Secret Wars number nine. Um, I did enjoy this. I thought it was good. Uh, it was kind of a good way of ending the storyline. I'm going to give it a you know eight and a half out of ten. I will say that if you want to hear me talk more about it and for like an hour and a half with two guests, you should check out episode 338, which was our comic talk spotlight on Secret Wars, where we actually talk about the event in its entirety. And that episode is with Paul Scores and AJ Reese, and we recorded it on Sunday and put it up that night. Um, that is a, a fun episode where we talk about the event, so I'm not going to mention too much about the actual story here. Just because if you want to hear more of, of us spoiling the crap out of it and talking more about it, you should check out uh, episode 338. Uh, next up is Silk, uh, number three. I continue to really dig this book. Uh, it's just got a sense of charm that other books just don't have. Uh, it's written by Robbie Thompson, artwork by Tana Ford. Tana Ford is maybe the only rough spot, because at times Spider-Man's costume doesn't quite look right. But uh, the story is really what gets me. I mean, the art is is, is stylized and, uh, and definitely... Um, Has a certain charm to it as well. I don't think the art is as strong as the story. But the story is good. I like the Goblin Underground. I like how it has something personal for Silk. I like that she's really kind of uh, biting off way more than she can chew. And we're seeing her really getting in and over her head about this. I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. Primarily because I don't think the art was quite up to the snuff of the previous issues. But the writing was still fantastic. Uh, Next up is Squadron Supreme number 3. I dug this. I liked it a lot. Um, I like what we're kind of seeing with the squadron. It's written by uh, James Robinson, uh, artwork by Leonard Kirk. Um, Kirk's art at times isn't quite as solid in the first few pages. I found the detail in some of the character faces was a little lacking, but then it kind of picks up into high gear as we have the Uncanny Avengers going up against the squadron. Um, And that was a lot of fun, kind of seeing the way that these characters fight, uh, seeing Jim Hammond show up. Um, seeing, what is was it, Lyra, or sorry, Thundra, uh, save the Squadron and bring them to um, Weird World, where they're now faced by Archon. Uh, I'm digging it. It's, it, it's, it's fun. I'm enjoying the Squadron Supreme kind of new tale. I also really liked Squadron Sinister, which was not the same, but... Um, had similar characters, obviously, in in, in essence. Uh, I really dug this. I'm going to give it a 7 because the art wasn't quite... Again, just like with Silk, wasn't quite up to previous issues' standards, but it was still good. And next, uh, but last but not least, is Uncanny Avengers. Although, uh, this is issue number 4. It's written by Jerry Dugan, artwork by Ryan Stegman. Um, I like the script by Dugan. Stegman's art is not quite working for me like I like it but it's almost too stylized here and not as concrete Um, but it is still an enjoyable book an enjoyable read Uh, the very ending I don't know if I really am excited to see more about Hank Pym now that he's merged with Ultron but we'll see I'm hoping that Dugan does something good with this Uh, I'm going to give it a 7.5 out of 10 so really the Nothing was really bad this week that I read. It was all, I guess the the only book that kind of scored less than a seven this week for me was Extraordinary X Men number five. Uh, a lot of books I didn't have a chance to read yet. Uh, some of the highlights include Catwoman, Batman Superman, Earth Two Society. Uh, the second issue of Robin War, new issue of Donald Duck, uh, Mickey Mouse, Walt Disney Comics and Stories, uh, Black Knight by a recent guest, Frank Thierry, uh, Illuminati, Red Wolf, Scarlet Witch, and Web Warriors. As we look forward to the upcoming week, um, so specifically releases from January the 20th, uh, we've got books coming from, uh, from DC. We've got new issue of Batman by uh, Scott Snyder. Uh, we've got news new of Dr. Fate I'm surprised that's still going uh, just because I haven't been a huge fan uh, we've got the first trade paperback of Grayson as well as the uh, second trade paperback of Grayson I'm surprised those are releasing on the same day that doesn't even seem right uh, we've got, what else have we got here we got Robin Son of Batman number 8 Secret Six number 10 Sinestro uh, number 19 Showcase Presents Batman trade paperback volume 6 uh, Titans Hunt number 4 Man, we already up an issue number four of that. Um, from Marvel Comics, we've got Astonishing Ant-Man number four, the launch of Captain Marvel number one. Uh, we've got uh, Deadpool number six, Drax, number 3. Hercules, number 3. Super pumped for that. Miss Marvel, number 3. Uh, Patsy Walker, a.k.a. Hellcat, number 2. Punisher Max, trade paperback, The Complete Collection, volume 1. Uh, Silver Surfer launches again. We have a new issue of Star Wars, with number 15. Uh, Thor, trade paperback, volume 1, Goddess of Thunder. Uh, Thunderbolt's classic trade paperback new printing of the first volume, as well as Uncanny Humans number 4, Uncanny X-Men, number 2, and X-Men, trade paperback, volume 1 of Inferno, as they reprinting reprint the Inferno uh, storyline. So that's everything coming up this week. Uh, Oh, and I think there's also a second printing of Klaus. Or Claus. I don't know how you want to pronounce it. Anyways, thank you for joining me for episode 339. This has been our Comic Reviews episode for the week of Wednesday, uh, January the 13th. You can reach us at shenanigans at gmail.com Like us on Facebook, read and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and you can also uh, listen to us on Stitcher uh, uh, and obviously on iTunes as well. Thanks for joining us and uh, look forward to our next episode, uh, which is promising to be a good one. Episode 340 coming out in a few days. Bye-bye.